Hello, my name is Federico Toledo and welcome to the Quality Sense podcast, where you will have the chance to improve your sense for quality by listening to some leaders who are amazing at what they do in the software industry. In each show, I'll have a one-on-one -on -one chat with them discussing specific topics related to software testing and quality. In today's episode, I will share with you my interview with Julio de Limas. We have known each other for almost 10 years but haven't had the chance to collaborate on anything yet. And finally, we could talk and share about one of the topics that we are passionate about. Julio is from Brazil, one of our neighbors and sister nations there in Uruguay. He's been working in different areas of testing for more than 10 years, including automation and performance testing. He's an international speaker and shares a lot of his knowledge in different ways, mainly in Portuguese, and he has many, many followers. In the interview, we talked about a paper that Julio published recently, where he presented an approach to uh, identify anomalies in web applications. He will explain how he used machine learning to help testers understand performance testing results, which is an ongoing investigation he is working on. So let's go to it. Hello, Julio. Uh, it's so nice to have you here in the show. How are you doing today? I'm very, very fine and I'm, it's a ple huge pleasure to be here and thank you for having me here. Uh, it's my pleasure as well and also to share this space with more Latin American friends, you know. For me, this is uh, one of the biggest motivations I have doing this podcast is like sharing things between different parts of the world, you know, having uh, great leaders in software testing from here, from the, the states or, or countries around here, but also uh, having the possibility to share experiences also with, with my brothers from, from the south. <laughs> awesome, uh, awesome. Julio, the, one of the main topics uh, we want to, to address today is related to performance testing. But before that, I would like to know how you ended up working in software testing and specifically what's your background about uh, around performance okay that's good so um i i've started my career uh playing a role of uh developer so i started to developing php i used to be a good programmer else uh, actually and um some someday I heard my the, some director that was working for the same company that I, I was in that time. And she said that they were uh, going to start to invest more efforts on testing. And I said, testing, how? how? Uh, what someone is, is paid. <laughs> yeah, someone is paid to, to just click buttons. And I said, ah, that's, that's a lie. And then I, I started to search about and I found a lot of stuff on testing. I said, oh, this seems good, you know. And at that time, I were working with other uh, 39 programmers. So it's very difficult to, to raise your career in an environment like this, do you know. So I said, I believe that it's an, an opportunity to, to me. I started to, to study a lot read a lot of books. Uh, I met 
uh, how they say in the books, a lot of people that is very that's well known even today, like James Barr, James Gregory. Uh, that's uh, that's also was interviewed by you, right? It was a <laughs> was a, a good conversation, and then I started there. Uh, I invested a lot of time, so uh, 12 years so far, uh, just dedicated to testing. And I saw that the profession uh, has evolved a lot, you know, uh, from the people that were more uh, concerned to, to the user experience using the, the application to someone that is very uh, deep on the architecture, engineering, and even understanding the, the user expectations using more skills regarding the, the engineering itself, you know? So yeah, it's a huge uh, evolution. And during this time, the first contact that I have uh, with, how they say, uh, testing tools were regarding the load testing. And since the beginning, I, I started to use this. I remember that the first tool that I've used was uh, the J, Apache JMeter, you know? So uh, the scenario at that time were, uh, was that uh, we used to have desktop applications and we were going to web. So we need to, to, to exercise uh, the... the the performance of these applications. Yeah, typical, so. a typical scenario for performance testing because you are migrating uh, uh, the architecture and there is a lot of risks, risks associated to, to that. So can imagine the importance of exactly. doing those tests. Exactly, yes. And uh, so I remember that at that time, uh, uh, some, some kind of difficulties that we had was that no one knows what exactly should be the environment to, to support those applications, you know? And no one knows about uh, how is the path, the, the common path that the user will do on the application since we, we didn't have that, that kind of data, you know? And yes, that was the, the first um, contact with performance, you know? I'm talking about 2000, 2009 to 2010. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Cool. So your, your, your story is like uh, the opposite from some companies where they say, okay, first we give the, the people the, the possibility to work as a tester, then we promote them to developers, uh, to a developer <laughs> role. So you... you went in the other direction. That's really good. I, I also know some other people who, who started us in programming and then moved to testing. And I think those move, movements are really, really good. I mean, if you're a, a tester and you have a, a background in programming, and, and not only a background like uh, that you studied programming, but you worked as a programmer, I think you understand some problems, some typical problems from other perspective, and you can contribute better to, to their problems, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And also, you, you have more, how to say, 
empathy because it's all about that, right? Uh, yeah. Communications and uh, exchange knowledge, you know, totally. so help help these these people to overcome that wall that that usually usually companies create between the tester and the developer, you know, and then when we overcome these these walls, we can anticipate problems, right? Yeah, totally. Julio, and uh, recently you published uh, a paper, uh, and also you presented uh, your results in Start East, right? Yes. Right. I would like to to um, to share with the audience a little bit more about the what your findings in in this research, and maybe a good way to start will be by understanding better the problem you are trying to tackle with your research. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? So, uh, to help the audience to understand better what I'm calling as a low test, a low test, okay? Uh, I have uh, one scenario. This scenario uh, had two steps, okay? Uh, it's a common, it's a simple, very simple scenario. And I was running a low uh, tests where I have hundreds of users, okay, 50, uh, 50 uh, simultaneously, okay, uh, running this scenario during one hour, okay, 60 minutes. So this is what I'm calling load testing, okay. When running these scenarios, I had a lot of uh, metrics being collected, but all of these metrics is from the user perspective. What I mean is how much time the, the, the response takes to come back to my uh, browser, for example, okay? And for sure, there, there are a lot of other metrics, the connection time, the latency, and other, other measures. Uh, but after you run this test, what I have was uh, a table with more than 300,000 lines, do you know, to, to read. For me, as a QA specialist, uh, I, I can't read this, those lines, do you know? But it's, it's very difficult, right? Reading that uh, 100,000 lines is very difficult. So I, I, I tried another approach. Let's try to, to plot these informations in a, in a graph. And I have another problem because the amount of lines is so, 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 so huge that I'm, I can't read the graph with uh, efficiency, right? It's very dense. So I started to, to think, what, what is my, my possibilities here? Because my problem is I can't read the information in an easier way, right? I, so I tried to divide the results and try to get more information. It's not, it was not the good approach as well, the better approach as well. So since I, I don't have the correlation between the, the variables, so that is the problem statement. It's difficult very difficult to read the information even being a QA specialist. Yeah, this is, uh, I think this problem happens for performance testing and uh, for so many things. Now we have a lot of tools giving you tons and tons of lines or, or of records, right? Uh, with a lot of, you have a lot of data, but the problem is how to analyze this data 
and in an efficient way because probably what it's really important here is also to provide an analysis in the correct time right you have to be fast analyzing this this data so how can we solve that <laughs> what's your proposal great great so before to go to the proposal let's understand something okay in the machine learning field uh, mm -hmm. and i know that uh, probably there, there are a lot of people in the audience that is oh machine learning testing oh that's not the the approach that i'm looking for you know but but uh, please be patient and listen about that in machine learning we have a lot of algorithms right and we have two two uh, approaches that is the uh, two uh, well-known approaches that is the supervised and non-supervised one okay on the supervised you have the classification for everything you you know exactly what should be the answer for that question for each data that you have in your data set on the unsupervised uh, learning you don't know what is the classification so this is the basic principle okay both can read a lot of lines and then take decisions uh, make guesses about it so uh, on the unsupervised, this, this is the one case where I have 300,000 lines, but I don't know what is the classification for each line. Other else I can just filter for the classification that I consider as flaw and success, right? But I don't know the classification. I need to, to analyze each of line, each line to, to understand that. So, it's for sure it's not a problem to unsupervised to supervised learning, right? So I go to unsupervised one. What I mean? I will use an algorithm that will find the similarities between lines. You know? So with this, maybe you already discovered what I did. So I used one algorithm to find out what is the similarities. And after to find out the similarities, create groups. In this case, we call these groups as clusters of information, similar informations. And then I started to understand, to, to investigate the cluster itself, instead of to investigate the 300,000 lines, do you know? When you use an algorithm like this that creates clusters, you have a specific number of clusters. And there, there, is also, uh, there are also some techniques that you can use to define what is the optimal number of clusters based on the data set. Okay? okay. So we, we can, uh, based on the data set that I have, those 300,000 lines, um, I, I discover that six clusters, it's enough. Oh, sorry, nine clusters, it's enough, okay? And when I did it, the algorithm classified the data and created the six, these nine clusters, and I saw one cluster that is very small, something like 861 lines. So it called, it called my attention, right? I, 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 I thought, well, we have a lot of 
clusters that have more than thousand lines, you know? Why this is so, so small? And then uh, my solution, my, so far my solution find, uh, uh, could divide the, the clusters to me with intelligence, you know? Because they are not just looking for the elapsed at time as people generally say, generally do, as the people generally do, right? They were looking for all the variables. And I'm talking about elapsed time, uh, latency, connection time, idle time, um, bytes and sent bytes, bytes received and sent bytes. So, all of these similarities create that group, and that group is small. And when I look to the to the to the to that group to that cluster, I saw that there are a lot of errors regarding uh, server disconnected uh, or connection refused, and okay. that's 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 was that was the the first finding that I that I got. Okay, so it's uh. At the beginning, you, you mentioned that uh, we should be patient <laughs> related to <laughs> applying machine learning. And now I understand because the, the first thing people tend to think about using machine learning for testing is like replacing the testers, you know, with, with some artificial intelligence or something like this. But you are actually helping the tester to do a better job. And I think this is a completely different approach and it's a... Uh, taking the best out of the, the tools we can build for improving our capabilities of uh, analyzing uh, tons of data. So that's cool. And, and you, you are, as I understood, um, you're analyzing all the metrics that probably, probably JMeter is giving you, right? Yes, so, you're right. So can you can you also combine this with some metrics from an APM or some monitoring tool so you can also correlate those uh, possible anomalies with some other behavior in, in the infrastructure? Is that possible? It is possible. I I haven't time enough to to produce this kind of results, but this is my future works you know okay. we also need to to get the metrics from the server in order to to uh, get more uh, efficient uh, feedback efficient insights you know because as a as a qa specialist that uh, have uh, knowledge on testing on performance testing i know that uh, just the user view don't reflect what is happening under the application, right? Mm -hmm. We have server uh, that may be not that may not performs as expected. That may be overloaded. Uh, a lot of other measures that can be used, and then combine all of this in group again in order to understand better what happened. I'd like to make a short pause to thank Abstracta for sponsoring this podcast. Abstracta is a company fully dedicated to software testing that can work with you to push the quality of your product and processes to the next level. 
you know another thing that i'm thinking right now is that when i when i did my phd in spain what i realized is that there is a disconnection between the academia and the industry in our mm -hmm. field so we we should be doing more things like this like uh, collaborating and le learning one from each other related to that is there a way that anyone here can uh, try and try try to replicate your findings or or using the tool that you prepare for this or something like this yes they are so uh, as you said before i presented this this results on starist this year in may 2020 so you also can find out the, the video and also uh, understand step-by-step step how to do this, but it's, uh, it's reproducible and yes, you can use this in your company. Oh, okay. perfect. I, I, will, I will share the link in the podcast in, the, in this episode's notes so other people can also take a look. Awesome. Julio, one of my last questions is related to, um, to habits because I, I really believe that uh, improving those little things in our lives that we do every day, we can improve uh, the way we try to achieve our goals, you know? So I am curious if you have any habit that you can inspire others to form or to adopt. For sure, for sure, yes. One thing that that uh, I always share with my 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 students, um, I don't know if I told you, but I have now I I have more than five thousand students in my Whoa. online courses. Yeah, I am very glad, and probably some of these students will will listen this podcast. Some something that I I always say to them is that we are not just tools operators you know testing is more than just tools testing is a critical thinking you know testing is collaboration testing is looking for risks testing is more you know um in that we need to to always strive to to discover more being curious right uh but it's maybe is a cliche you know but uh, what I'm talking about is, is to understand what the people that is in your team is, is doing. That is something that I, I learned from, from my career, do you know? Every time that I try to understand more about the architecture of the APIs, about the code, the way that they do unit tests, the way that they think about testing, the way that they understand what is my activity, do you know? Uh, I could understand more about what I'm doing. So be, be curious and be a communicative in order to, to grow up your, your skills. Uh, yeah, I'm 100% with you. I, I really believe that though this is really important to, to do a, a better job and, and also to improve the, the results, not only from you, but also from your team. So thanks for that. And one last question is that uh, I don't know if you like to read, if you have any book recommendation to make. Yes, I would like to refer to researchers that are... Uh, Zen Ming Yang and Ahmed E. Hassan. They are both P 
people that is striving to learn more about software testing, uh, actually on the load testing area, and they are both um, people that I studied to to create this this experiment that I shared with you today. I will also include their names in the in the notes. Julio, one last question: Do you want? Do you have anything you would like to invite the audience to to try to join your one of the multiple channels where you share content? Yes. Uh, so uh, I am on the YouTube, Spotify, Instagram, Telegram, uh, Medium. So uh, it's pretty difficult to to share all of this this. <laughs> Uh, social network, so I will invite you to to access the about.me slash Julio de Limas. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, I will share the link in the in the notes. Okay, well, thank you. Perfect. <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank you, Julio. It was really a pleasure to finally get to talk to you and and. Uh, and share all this knowledge and experience working in performance testing, but also from the academia. This is something that I I was really interested into also because it's like, what is the academia doing uh, uh, regarding those topics that we are working every day in, the, in our field, you know? So thanks again for sharing it. And uh, I hope you, you enjoy the rest of the week. Excellent. So I... As I as I said um, before to start this conversation, um, for me it's a pleasure to to have a friend like you, you know, uh, that built your uh, your company from the from the zero, from the, the scratch, and make a huge uh, contribution to the Uruguay uh, community testing community, um, and now for the whole world. Right, uh, so uh, it's a pleasure finally to to meet you uh, and to talk to you. And thank you for having me here and to and for invite me to this to this podcast that I love to to listen. Thank you, my friend. See you. See you. I hope your sense for quality got better after this conversation. Thank you so much for listening and please subscribe to Quality Sense Podcast. Tell your friends, your family, your colleagues or whoever you think can benefit from listening to it. I hope to see you soon. Adios amigos.